Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 231st podcast. And we find ourselves, Stephanie, uh, finishing up Psalm 38 and going to it. And we looked at that first part of Psalm 38 and we talked about illness. Somehow we ended up on you guys' bout, the West Coast bout with coronavirus. You guys could write a book about that week. I could write a book about what you guys went through that week. That was a terrible time for you and your family. And so we kind of understood that when you get sick, when times are bad and uh, you made the point, you made the analogy, maybe he's got a fever going on here. Uh, maybe it's things like that, regardless of what the situation is. This is one dude who's not feeling good, uh, who's depressed, who's who's sick. And and I mean, wow, there's a lot going on with David here. What do you what are you thinking about David's plight? Well, I think David is at a very low spot in his life and. um I think we're going to go from 38 to 39 and 39 isn't very much better. Um, These penitential Psalms, man, they mess you up. Yeah. But he's at a point of brokenness before God and that is good. And um, there's that sense in which, you know, you don't have to have active sin going on in your life to be broken before God over your sin because we're sinners and we are sinners we're worms who is it called himself a worm was it job um we're we're nothing before god we're nothing apart from him and his grace and david's at a point you know when you're physically sick there's a sense in which god uses that to remind you how frail you are you know it's very easy for us to feel high and mighty and on top of things until we get physically sick you know, and then it's like all of a sudden I'm laid out in bed. I can't do anything. And, um, you know, some of us deal with chronic stuff that is always there as that thorn in the flesh to buffet us, so to speak. And it's that constant reminder that, man, I'm dirt. Literally, God's holding this this piece of dirt together to keep me functioning. And David's at a spot like that. <clears throat> and I think in these pas- this passage, we also are given a view into the fact that not only was David physically sick and dealing with, you know, whether you want to call it um, condemnation guilt or guilt over, you know, just pride and things in his heart that he knew he was dealing with, but he also is dealing here with people um, that were, is in this passage, people who hated him, people who are literally watching and waiting for him to mess up so that they can rejoice over him messing up. Boy, we know people like that, don't we? Yeah. yeah. We know some of the world's greatest knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> so so what is going on with your family now? We know, we know this will air on uh, Tuesday. Uh, uh, so we're, we're about eight days from now, actually. And uh, it'll be into January. And uh, so... 
uh, actually, I think this one airs on Wednesday. Forgive me, peeps. This one airs on Wednesday. But what's going on with your family coming out of Christmas? Did people like their Christmas gifts? Yeah, yeah. I think, praise the Lord, this year was a successful year. Nobody was, everybody was thrilled with their gifts. I, I didn't hear a single word of complaint. I did a, never heard a word of murmuring, grumbling, nothing like that. And it was a great year that way. And boy, Joseph wore his pink and purple tie from you yesterday at church. And um, he was very proud of that. So I, I got Joseph. So I got a couple of the boys a set of ties, uh, Joseph and, and Hudson, along with a dress shirt. Debbie and I got them uh, for Christmas. We look forward to when we're all out there again so we can see them wearing them. Then with the older boys, uh, Debbie and I ended up getting them uh, French cuff shirts uh, from a, a, a men's clothier. And, uh, and did they wear them yesterday? Daniel did. Um, Charles wore his his shirt from you from his birthday. His previous uh, oh, French yeah. cuff shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But they loved their new cuff links. That, remember I had gotten them those cuff links. Yeah. So... I think Daniel Daniel was loving his Captain America ones until he saw Charles' little bullet ones, and then he was a little bit jealous, but he got over it. Well, you have to get over it, man. You got to move along. Life is about being he jealous. Likes, he likes Captain America, so you know, it was that hard toss up of I'm happy with this gift. You know, I like his too, but I'm happy. You with know, every this. morning when I go for a walk, I I walk by this uh, X7. BMW in my neighbor's driveway, and there's a little bit of covetousness going on. I don't want to replace my cars. I just want to add that one to the list, you know, just to have an all-wheel drive X7, $91,000 in the driveway. But that's okay. But, uh, you know, we look at things, but God was very good to us on this front. Debbie and I got great gifts. Uh, it was funny because Debbie got me an Apple Watch, and I got Debbie an Apple Watch, but Apple has this weird... Fit band, so Doug and I had to sabotage uh, Debbie for a little while, steal her band, and see how big it was because the band is now like a rubber band that just fits over your wrist. It has no connection to tighten or loosen it, and it's too big even after we measured it using their measuring device. So we have to wait till 5:20 tomorrow night to go to the Apple Store and to have them change that band out because Debbie's not going to do a rubber band band. Neither would I. And uh, so, but besides that. Everything on Christmas went well. We had the entire family here. Uh, our adopted boys came by, a couple of them. We had, uh, uh, so dear Max, who's in a PhD uh, student program at Muzak uh, Medical University of South Carolina. He's doing uh, research right now. He's researching brain tumors. He's found some uh, a medicine to put into brain tumors to slow them down. He's finishing a study. It looks successful. They're doing the studies right now on mice. And uh, so it was good to see him. And then Isaac lives locally, so Max was one of Doug's best friends, and Isaac was one of Daniel's best friends, and Max is from Korea, Isaac is from Hawaii, so they kind of ended up with us and hanging with us, and uh, so we just had a great Christmas season. Of course, Max is married to Nye Young, has a Lyell and Julel, two daughters, and uh, still working on a Doug, I hope. I, I counseled them a little bit about that, but we'll see where we get with that, but here we are. That is one thing I don't have to worry about you counseling me on. That's right. and But some listening to us may still be at that point in life where they may be able to add a Doug. And, you know, if they go to Facebook and type in Doug <laughs> Club, they can see the reason. Not the Doug Club. Doug 
club. They can see the reason uh, clearly spelled out and why kids should be named Doug. Anyway, we're on Psalm 38. We're on those last few verses. I'm going to start with 13 and 14, even though we did them uh, yesterday on Tuesday. But here it says, But I as a deaf man heard not, and when I was as a dumb man that openeth not his mouth. Thus I was a man that heareth not, and whose mouth were no reproof. So actually going back and looking at this, he says, As I was in those areas, uh, for in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou wilt hear, O Lord my God. For I said, Hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slippeth, they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt. My sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare mine inequity. I will be sorry for my sin. But mine enemies are lively, and they are strong. And they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. They also that render evil for good are mine adversaries, because I follow the thing that good is. Forsake me not, O Lord, O my God. Be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Wow, there's a lot going on. So he takes yesterday and he takes it to this new level, this level where uh, we see, he started off in this psalm and he was in a bad place. He was talking just about himself and where he was. He was focusing on the pain of sin and and then he focused a little more on others and how lonely he was. And, and now we find ourselves, uh, he's talking about the Lord's forgiveness and the sin involved. So he gets to a good place. Practically in this psalm, Stephanie, he's getting to a good place. He's at that place now where he's focusing on seeking forgiveness from God and getting forgiveness for those sins. And I mean, when you heard that last part of the psalm, what came, and by the way, my phone, my new phone, like my old phone, likes to talk to me during podcasts. But what comes to your mind when we uh, wrapped up that portion of the psalm? Wow. Um, I think verses 21 and 22 are beautiful um, because they, that's what, that is what, dependence that's what each one of us that's what our heart cry should be um each and every single child of god um it's that place of utter brokenness and dependence on god it's that place of god i cannot do this if you if you turn your back on me if you forsake me Mm. (laughs) i'm done and um i think Verse 20 is an incredible precursor. It says, They also that rend evil for good are mine adversaries. And then he, then he gives the reason. Because I follow the thing that good is. In other words, because I have sought to do what's right. Because I have, I've been good. Not me, but Christ in me has been good. They're rendering evil for good. And yeah. um, I know you've been there. I've been there and it's a, it's a very sick place to be um, where people that you've sought to invest good in, that you've sought to, you've invested your soul in them and they render evil for it. That leaves you at verse 21 and 22. God, please don't, don't turn your back on me too. And I think that's where we are at the end of this chapter. Yeah, and, and I think it's a good place to be. And, and it comes right out of the chute there with 14. For thus I was a man that heareth not, and whose mouth had no reproofs. 
But for in thee, O Lord, in verse number 15, uh, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord, my God. And uh, reaching out to him, yelling out to him, seeking him, talking to him. Uh, for I said, hear me, uh, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me when my foot slippeth. Boy, isn't it great there are people in the world that are looking for other brothers and sisters' feet to slip so they can slam them? And yeah. uh, boy, that's a tough life to live, isn't it? That's a bad place to be. Yeah. I've been there more times in my life than I care to think about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and David's saying, man, I can't do anything right if my foot slip. And you know, there are those, listen to us, I always say this, going through trials, going through tough times, going through bad things. There, there are those listening to us that, uh, you know, with PTSD who've been hurt, who've been, and yet there's still evil people around them waiting for them to slip, waiting for them to mess up, waiting to talk about them, waiting to go to a bad place, waiting. And I mean, what do we tell them? I mean, what are we getting out of this psalm to give them help? Well, I think you come to that place where um, you have to go before God and he becomes the only person, the only being. He is a person, though. Jesus Christ is a person that we can walk with. And where he becomes, he has to become your all in all. The only way you'll make it through these kinds of times is if Jesus Christ is your all in all. And I love... um, in Philippians 2, we're given the example of Christ and who he was. And Paul admon- admonished the Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And there's a sense in which we have to be willing to be made of no reputation. Yeah. Servant's not greater than his Lord. And if if our Savior, who was perfect, who never sinned, he never was proud. He was never arrogant. He was never cocky. He was never, he never had a thought, a bad thought. Yeah. He was willing to be made of no reputation. What right have I that I'm not willing to? And that's a level of, that takes a brokenness. And I think that's, Partly what David's dealing with here is the fact that he knows he's a sinner. He knows he has done things that have that have slammed God in the face, as we all have, because we're all sinners. And there's no scale on sin. You know, yes, David was a part of murdering Uriah. But Jesus said in Matthew, if you've hated your brother in your heart, you're a murderer. And so none of us are better than David. None of us are better than any of the, you know, than each other. There's no comparison as far as our our sin is sin and coming to that place of brokenness, which is where David was here. When you come to that place of brokenness and humility before God, then being willing to be made of no reputation isn't, it's painful because it's, it, no one loves to be hated. No one loves to be treated like trash. But coming to that point of, God, I will be sorry for my sin, like David talked about in verse 18. And coming to that point of just crying out to God, Lord, don't forsake me. Don't be far from me and help me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I and I guess you know one of the toughest things we do, Stephanie. So, listen to this. We're we're in January, and there's a lot of people who make New Year's resolutions who want to get closer to God, want to do diets, want to do you know the myriad list that people come into the new year with, and uh, certainly we've come into the new year with those where where you know you and I are both leaving 2020 a lot lighter than we were in 2019, but. Uh, I, I think that when we come to mind, people want to know how. What's the hows? How do, how do I, uh, a lady or a gentleman, how do I change up things? How do I get to the place where it's all about God, where my life looks like a godly life? What are the steps involved with that? I mean, what would you say to somebody who says, I want to know the hows? Yeah. Well, I think, man, the most important thing in the world is that you draw nigh to God as, as we're told in James and he will draw nigh to you and you draw nigh to God through spending time with him through spending, not just reading your Bible, but saying, God, I want to know you show me through your word, who you are to me. And he will, that's a promise he makes. If you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. And then the verse after that says, cleanse your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And as you draw nigh to God, there is a purification process that happens where he will, in the process of transforming you into his image, he will lead you to cleanse your heart. He will lead you. He will show you those areas in your life where you maybe need to confess sin, where you need to clean your life, where you need to become a changed person, because that is what it's about. It's about us being transformed into the image of his son so that we can be a conduit through which he can flow. And being broken is a part of that process yeah. and it's painful. It's not always pretty. It's not always fun, but you have to choose what's most important. And, you know, Jesus said to the rich young ruler that loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's what was most important. And you have to be willing to go th to say, okay, God, I'm choosing to love you with everything and being willing to go through what that looks like. And David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. That is what the Bible calls him. And David came to these places as a man after God's own heart of brokenness over his sin of brokenness over the fact that he knew, he knew he had broken God's law. He knew he didn't deserve any of God's goodness or mercy. And so coming to that place of pouring his heart out before God and clinging in a sense to the hem of Jesus garment and saying, don't forsake me. Don't turn your back on me. It makes me think of Jacob. When he said to the angel, he was wrestling with, I will not let thee go until thou bless me. And where we cling to Christ and say, God, I'm not letting go. Yeah. And that's where God wants us well, to come. Well, and there was an important thing that you mentioned in there too. After, as James had drawn an eye on him, you got to get rid of the junk in your life and the bad juju and the, the sin in your life and those things. And, and, and people who are listening to this know what I'm talking about. There's, there, there's stuff in our life that gets in the way of, uh, uh, of a relationship with God that's proper. You know, there's stuff in our life that that'll set you back. And and so somewhere along the way, we need to find the time we need to uh, 
we need to sit down and say, what, what, what do I need to remove from my life? God, show me. We need to, you know, again, praying is when you talk to God and, and uh, reading the Bible and finding what junk is in your life and those things you need to get rid of, rid of is when God talks to us. So I think it's really important. I, I like what you said. I like the direction you're going. But getting rid of the bad stuff, removing those things from our life, getting rid of that, uh, uh, whatever it may be, there's toxic relationships too. Uh, believe it or not, Stephanie, there's toxic relationships in our life, you know, and we got to get rid of those people. We got to get rid of the narcissists. We got to get rid of the people who are, uh, who are no good. Uh, you know, I often, I've been telling the story lately over the past few weeks that, that I worked for a guy that was a narcissist for the last few years. And uh, getting rid of that, it's, it's, I mean, it's a freedom type of thing. It, there's freedom in my life. There's a, there's a place where I'm not worried about uh, somebody watching if I should slip and fall. I'm not worried about, uh, you know, those types of things. And, and I think, folks, we, we need to look at what's holding us back. What's in the way of a perfect relationship with God? And uh, are there people in my life that are of no value to God? Uh, that's got to be a question. Uh, and, uh, and if there, if, if there is, we need to remove those people, but unless we're married to them, then we need to go seek biblical counseling. But, but folks, if you're, if you have a relationship somehow hooked in your life with a narcissist, shut that down. Yeah. Uh, there's people who lie and they think their lies are real. They, they yeah. think it's true. They make up their lies and then they live in that area code. They live in that atmosphere. That's where they live. Yeah. Uh, there are people who take notes on people, do investigations. I mean, get rid of those people in your life. Check out, move out. It's time to go. And, uh, yeah. uh, and listen, if you're going out with somebody, folks, and, and you're not married to them and you know they're knuckleheads, bail. You know, just stop the hurt right now. You know, just say, hey, listen, you're a knucklehead. I'm not. Good luck <laughs> to you. You know, I'll pray for you. And uh, don't get caught up in that. Well, what if I do this and you do that? Don't get hung up in the junk and uh, because you don't need any junk. And uh, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think there's so much we can say in this area, Stephanie. But, I mean, life, uh, life with narcissists, life with uh, sin, life with, you know, without a church, those are all things that are messing up your walk with God. Those are all things that are messing up your relationship with God. Those are all things that are getting in the way of having a wonderful 2021 serving God, having a wonderful time that, that brings it to God. You know, this is that time that, you know, we, we live in the age of grace and, 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 and God can save you if you're unsaved. That's the number one priority. We, every single day we have brother Eric who, works with us here on this podcast, talks about salvation with you folks. And, and uh, that's so important. But, you know, that's not the do all end all. Uh, you know, now there's a life to live for God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, studying your Bible. Listening to this podcast is a devotion for you, but you still, it doesn't supplement your Bible reading. You still need to get in there and do your Bible reading. You still need to get up daily and do your Bible reading and read the Bible and let God talk back to you. You need to pray. And, and uh, I mean, I think the big three or four or five here, Stephanie, that we want to leave people with today is be a prayer warrior. Uh, you know, pray. 
uh, you're talking to God through prayer. It's uh, prayer lasts eternally. You pray for somebody, they get saved. It's eternal change. Uh, then from there, you go to listening to God through reading the Bible. And then you go through, once you listen to God, you know there's things in your life you have to remove. You need to start removing things in your life. Uh, it's, it's a surrender thing. You need to say, God, I don't need this person anymore. They're out. Uh, they're, they're not, you know, they're not helping me. They're not bringing me to that place I need to be. So we eliminate them and uh, we, we join a church. Uh, we become part of a good church. And, and by the way, if we're a member of a church that's not godly and not biblical, we need to remove that from our life. We need to, uh, we need to remove it, just walk out quietly and, and find yourself. We can help you find a good church. That's stuff that uh, Stephanie and I do. And, and I mean, thinking about all that, Stephanie, we're looking at our last minute here. I mean, what would you say about those things we just talked about? Removing those things, adding those things. Well, I think um, verse 15 of Psalm 38 has to be, we have to, the, the, the walk that David had with God was a walk of faith. David didn't see God any more than we see God. It was a walk of faith. And verse 15, David said, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. And place your hope, your confident expectation in who God is. Get your eyes off of the people around you. And, you know, narcissists, abusers are very good at sapping energy, sapping time out of you. And get your eyes off of your enemies. And, you know, this is something I have to do. Um, I've been dealing with a situation that my brain keeps going back to. How do I deal with this? How do I how do I work through this as peaceably as possible? How do I how do I, you know, yeah. make all of this work? And then God says, Stephanie, get your eyes off of that person and get them back on me. Mm. And just let me guide your steps one step at a time. And that is what the Christian life is about. It's not about us seeing the whole path. It's not about us seeing. That's why we have our heavenly father and yeah. we know he cares for us. Yeah. And um, knowing yeah. he's watching over us, get your eyes back on him. Yeah, that there it is. And I think, I think we need a verse of uh, I surrender all or something or a chorus or something. We need to surrender, uh, surrender these things to God that, uh, that our sin, uh, get rid of these people in our life that cause us to sin and uh, step out. So do you got that I surrender all thing down? Sure, there? sure. All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. Folks, surrender everything. Listen to every word. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. 
you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.